Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. I feel like I can stand and shout and say that, come on, I'm here. I'm a hot mom. I need to be heard. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and your host. I'm also the mother of a son with a complex congenital heart defect. My son was born in 1994 and has had three open heart surgeries. It is because of Alexander that I am the advocate for the CHD community that I am. We're so happy that you're here with us today. Today's program is entitled Mom to an Adult Heart Warrior in India. So Johnny Nair lives in Calicut, India, and is the mother of Yadu Krishna, a young man living with congenitally corrected transposition of the great arteries, or CCTGA. Since he was diagnosed, Sajani and her family faced an uphill battle for her son as they struggled to find care. At three and a half years of age, he had a pulmonary banding procedure. He currently needs the arterial switch procedure. Obtaining medical care is difficult in India as there is no insurance for congenital conditions, forcing families to rely on private hospitals. To help other families affected by congenital heart defects, Sajani started a support group in India and a letter-writing campaign to urge the health minister in the central government to address CHDs, or congenital heart defects. Her efforts have attracted the attention of doctors and others who are now working together to support her cause, a life of dignity for people born with CHD. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna Sajani. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an honor to be with you, Anna. Well, it is an honor for me to talk with you today and to learn some more about what it's like to live in India and have a child with a congenital heart defect. Can you tell us where your son had his procedures done? Yeah, sure, Anna. My son is an adult now, but he was born with a heart defect. He was diagnosed with a CHD almost immediately after his birth. The maternity home where I was admitted for delivery had a pediatric care unit. He was born through cesarean section and was transferred to the pediatric care unit. They informed my family that the child seems to have some cardiac issues. They suggested my baby be taken to a hospital that specializes in pediatric cardiology. We took him uh, to a specialty hospital and were told uh, he had a CTGA, corrective transposition of great arteries. That's what they said it was. And from that point, life had never been the same for us. We had consulted doctors in different hospitals, hoping to find a permanent and reliable solution mm. to his conditions. Mm. We had taken him to almost every major hospital in South India till we decided to get his PA banding done at Narayana Hridayalaya, Bangalore. 
Uh, he was just three and a half years at that time. It's amazing that he survived uh, till three and a half years yeah. of age before he had that first surgery. He must have had a VSD or an ASD, some kind of hole in his heart, right? Yeah, he really had. He still has a VSD. It's not too big. They say it is small. And they say that when this switch is performed, which he's waiting for, they might uh, try to close it as well because it would be a corrective surgery and everything would be done the right way this time. That is what the doctors say. What year was your son born? 2000, March 8th, 2000. He's a very young adult. He's not very old at all. Yeah, he is. And that is one of the major issues that we face in India because pediatric cardiology has been good ever since 2006, I guess. It has gained pace right from that particular year. But the problem is still now not much of a research is done in adult, adults, that is young adult cardiology, because there are lots of doctors for the adults as such, but for the young adults, not much is done. So these children, when they hit the 19 or 20, 21, what happens is they don't get that much of a care because they neither fall under the pediatric cardiology category, nor are they considered for the adult correct procedures. So it's very difficult for us to come to a conclusion as to where to take our children. And so we continue consulting with the pediatric cardiologist. So it is a particular field where I really feel there has to be a lot of research and more doctors to be available because not many seem to be taking up this particular section as such. Right. It's like a whole new area. Exactly. It is. Because Because these kids are surviving to adulthood. And just 20 years ago, they didn't. So many perished as infants. So for them to make it to adulthood, we have an exploding population. And you're right. We don't have the proper number of doctors exploding at the same rate. And it is a real issue. Just a couple of days ago, I did an interview with Methodist Hospital in Houston, all on transition care, because believe it or not, we have some of those same issues here in the United States. This is not something that's uncommon. In fact, it's common all around the world. So it's really good that we're talking about this. You had said that insurance is a real issue. How is your son going to be able to pay for a procedure if he needs one? The fact is that there is never going to be any insurance coverage for my son or any of the children who are born with any kind of congenital diseases. That is how the insurance system in India runs. I got a real big shock when I tried to get an insurance for my whole family. I was told by the insurance agent that we are ready to cover you and your mother who is almost 65 years old and my husband would be covered too. But my son, he was at that time something like 16 and they said he wouldn't be covered. I was like my mother who is 65 years of age, if she gets the insurance coverage, how is it that my son would be denied this kind of a thing? And the answer was very clean and clear. They said that your son has a precondition. And insurance companies don't take such liabilities. They wouldn't cover your child. And I said, I don't need insurance coverage for my family. If it cannot offer it for my son who needs it most, I don't need it. What else can a mother do? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The people who need it the most are being denied because of a pre-existing condition. We have this same problem all over the world. Although there are some places that have national medicine Here's the strange thing. Even in Canada and Australia and England, where they do have socialized medicine, we find that a lot of times these kids in their late teens and early 20s, they still get lost to follow-up care, even when they do have insurance. So insurance is a big 
issue, no question about it. But I think the bigger issue that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes is that transition care and how can we handle being a mother to a young adult with a congenital heart defect. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Before the break, Sajani, we were talking about what both of us are experiencing right now, and that is being the mother to a young adult with a congenital heart defect. It is hard, isn't it? It is. It is really hard. Oh my really. gosh. Life totally changes. Life totally changes when you have a kid with a, a problem which keeps on ticking. It's like you are staying with a ticking bomb. Anything can happen anytime. And there is no emergency number where you can contact. There's no help available immediately. And uh, time is a very huge factor. It is really traumatic to be a heart mom. It can be traumatic. I mean, I don't know any heart mom who doesn't have some kind of PTSD of one kind or another, just because it is extremely traumatic to hand your child over to a surgeon. I mean, maybe if you have a kid with a CHD that's never going to require surgery, surgery because it's just a little hole that will close up on its own. Maybe those people don't have PTSD, but those of us who have handed our child over to a surgeon, knowing that that child might not come back to us alive or might not come back to us the way we handed him off. You know, he might have a stroke. He might have some complications that could affect him for the rest of his life. It's traumatic. I don't see how anyone can say it's not traumatic, but through support, we can handle it. And what choice do we have, right, Sajani? We don't really right, have a choice. Right. We, we, love, we really don't have a choice. No, here, yeah. We love our children. It's, we're going to do whatever yeah. it takes. We'll be that mama tiger, that mama bear, whatever <laughs> it takes. We're going we're gonna to be there for our kids. Now, I'm curious, yes. what is it like in India? Because here in the United States, they have what's called HIPAA laws, and it protects the individual who is receiving care. And if that individual doesn't want you to know anything about their care, then the doctor's not allowed to talk to you about their care. So that means that as soon as my son turned 18, he said, Mom, I don't need you to go to my doctor's appointments anymore. I've got this. And there was nothing I could do about it. What's it like in India? India has got so many states. And even in those states, there are regions where medical care never reaches. Mm -hmm. So what happens is a mother has to carry the kid all the way from those remote villages into the metros, the journey, the waiting, then they wouldn't be much educated. So they, they face lots and lots and lots of problems. So you cannot uh, like put the whole thing under a single umbrella. Actually, each mm -hmm. state has got a different policy. The central government has a common policy. But when it comes to the state government, when they adopt it, they 
change certain clause in it. For example, in Kerala, it is much, much, much better a state for the children because the families are more educated because the women are given lots of importance in Kerala. So when a woman is educated in a family, the whole family becomes elite. They know what to provide for their kids, where to take their kids, what to do about things. So the medical sector is also pretty good in comparison to most of the North Indian states. Mm. Uh, but the problem is for the heart patients, like uh, the kids, the congenital heart cases and all, there is this project that is called Hridhyam. And under this, what happens is till the age of 17, all the medical expenses of the children uh, are borne by the government. So if you're born with a congenital heart defect, then the government takes care of all the operations? Yeah, all the operations, all the checkups that you do, all the preoperative tests that is conducted during the follow-ups or routine checkups, and all, everything is free. That is there. But the problem is that right after 17, suddenly this privilege is taken away. Oh. So now what happens is that is the age when the children actually opt for professional courses. And you know, educational sector is so demanding and your children, when mm. they get into college, they need more money. Mm-hmm. And another sad fact is that in India, the whole group of people are divided into poor middle class and rich people. Mm-hmm. That is very broad kind of a classification. But even in middle class, the economic strata is such that those people who work in the private sector, they earn only that much that would sustain their family. So when there is a CHD kid, the kind of expense that amounts to in lakhs of rupees, it's very difficult for the family to balance the whole thing. How do I manage the education of my child? How do I manage this medical expense? How do I manage the life, the food, the everything? The well, the medications, the extra yeah, appointments. What, yeah, what if they need a device like a pacemaker exactly, or something like exactly. that? Yeah, that is what. So that is where we really need the care and right mm-hmm. 17 when it is taken away it's very difficult and no medical insurance and all it becomes really difficult Mm -hmm. so uh, basically in different parts of India different policies are followed I'm a member I'm from Kerala so uh, till 17 I didn't face any of the problems like this and there are many impaneled private hospitals that is also under Hridhyam project so we can also get medical care but still the fact is that the number of doctors available the number of hospitals available the ratio of that to the number of children affected with this disease it is too vast a kind of difference you see they are not enough it is like one to hundred kind of a thing like a doctor for this many patients and a surgical facility for this many patients the children are forced to wait and waiting is one thing that is very harmful I guess that is very um, like deciding a factor with time things get out of control then there is nothing that can be done there are so many cases where doctors say you are late but actually we wouldn't be late we took them but they made us wait. That right. also happens in India. Right, right. Well, and that is one of the problems with socialized medicine is that you stand in a queue. Exactly, exactly. Oh, it's so heartbreaking to hear this. We have the same problem in the United States. So we have this problem all over the world. Right now, we have so many children with congenital heart defects and so many who are becoming adults. There really are not enough doctors. So what can we do about it? Well, you've done something. You've started your own organization. Talk to me about the Justice for Children with Congenital Heart Defects organization you've started. 
actually right from the moment when i knew that my child was different that i'm not as any other mother i need to be stronger i need to be there for my kid like i isolated myself from most of the things that people do i was totally into my child i couldn't send him uh, to playgrounds because i was scared god knows what would happen sure. and i set so many walls around him i set so many walls around myself it took me 20 years to come out of the cocoon and to reach out to people because somewhere i felt i'm the only one who is going through this pain this trauma this depression God bless you. I know exactly how you feel. It's very frightening to feel like you're the only one. So when you were taking your son to his pediatric cardiology appointments, you never saw any other parents? They didn't introduce you to anybody? No, it doesn't work that way in our country. What happens is each person comes with their child, or they consult, they sit alone, depressed. They don't even look at each other, oh. let alone speak or talk. No communication happens. Like imagine I have taken my son all the 20 years I don't have a single contact with whom I ever shared what I was going through or they came to me and said okay what's the matter Uh, nothing like that ever happens over there and there is no such a system where in such groups would be there that people come sit together and share the experiences nothing like that is ever available here well we're going to change that aren't we yeah exactly okay let's find out because i tried to find you on facebook and i actually looked on the internet once i knew about you but i couldn't find anything so tell me how people can find you Yeah actually what happened is as i said i decided to reach out to people after 20 long years and i was not a very social person but then i got an account on fb and i joined in all, all the group which had congenital children or, or adults and from there i got a few contacts there was one junali then many people i met even doctors were there that is how we made a group there was a group already i was added to it and then we decided that we should have a kind of supporting group wherein we could voice our problems and mm-hmm. that was how justice for the heart warriors happened and now we actually are taking inspiration from you and when you asked me uh, where do i find you i made this page justice for heart warriors and it's now available and people can reach out to us i actually want to use this platform to request all the parents all the parents of the children because until and unless we don't stand for our children no one is going to please join us in the campaign this is a simple campaign wherein only letters need to be written and that to the health minister and the prime minister of india and we are sure that the media will pick it up and also there would be some kind of advance they would at least hear us out we'll get a platform to speak i request all the parents i really want to use this particular platform for that this content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests, and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement. Right before the break, Sajani, you got me all excited. I am so happy to hear that you are out there now. You are fighting for people like Yadu and yourself, and you're working with professionals. Is this only for people in India, or can people like me, <laughs> a little Texan, can I join too? Yeah, actually, imagine this problem of CHD. It is not actually a problem that is associated with a particular country. Any country you take, the problem is the same. Like CHD is a universal problem, and it. 
demands for a universal solution. So no matter which part of the world a CHD is, they need proper medical care. They need post-recovery support systems wherein they are absorbed as normal individuals into the society. And so we all need to put our heads and hands and everything possible into it. And our heart. I mean, really, we put our hearts into it. We all put our heads and hands into it. We can make a difference in the world, can't we, Sajani? Yeah, we can't. It's like when we dig small wells everywhere, the chances that some wells might find water. But if we are digging at the same point, all of us together, there is sure to be water and there is sure to be like a solution to this common problem that the whole world is facing. I know I might sound rather funny, but imagine if the whole world had one single institution, I would call it the Queen Bee Organization Principle. Imagine if funding from NGOs and government and from all the sectors which would flow into a single unit and irrespective of which country a child is, the registration for surgery activates the account and funding goes straight into their account. And there is a common database of all the CHDs and the training portal to mold the best pediatric cardiologists and young adult cardiology specialists whose services can be made available to any patient anywhere, anytime. Imagine the resource sharing of personals and money and wherein the patients need not stand in the queue. They need not wait. They need not request. They need not beg. Money reaches their account, their surgeries, their post-surgery care gets taken care of from one queen bee institution where all of us, all of us, big and small, join hands together. Just like to the UNICEF and all, a single organization supporting the whole world. We can grow to that level, can't we? If we really try for the CHDs, for our children. (laughs) Well, I think it begins with us doing what we're doing right now. And that is talking about it, bringing awareness to people who maybe don't know about it. It always surprises me, Sajani, when I talk to people and I say, my son was born with a heart defect and they look at me like I'm crazy. What do you mean? Your son was born. Oh, that heart defects are for old people. Old people have heart attacks and heart problems. And yet over the 20 plus years that I have now been part of this community, what is equally shocking to me is the people that when I talk about my son, they say, oh yeah, my next nephew, my cousin, my neighbor, all of a sudden, it seems like more and more people are aware that babies are being born with heart defects and that they're growing up to become adults. So this is it. We have to continue that conversation. What you just talked about, the Queen Bee organization. Oh my gosh, that's a dream. Wouldn't that be a dream come true if we could make that happen? Exactly, because we are not doing this for us. We are yeah. doing it for the whole country. Well, for the, the world. whole world. The, yeah. yeah, that because is Because who so knows then, which of our heart warriors might be the next Einstein, might be the next, exactly. I don't know, prime minister. None of us knows what talents or gifts our children have to bring to the world, but they won't have a chance to do that if they die young. And we want to prevent that. I just love this. Okay. I imagine the letter writing campaign is for Indians and not for people all around the world. We'll put a link in the show notes. And for those of you who don't know what show notes are, it's a description. So there will be a link. So if you're riding your bike while you're listening to this, or if you're driving your car, please don't try and write while you're driving because that would really upset me (laughs) if you had an accident. Don't worry. When you get someplace safe, you can just click on the link and that will take you exactly where you need to go. So is there a particular website or is there just an address on your Facebook page about this letter writing campaign? Yeah, actually, Justice for Heart Warriors, that is the name of our Facebook page. And we were planning on this letter writing campaign and you would be thinking, why a letter? I guess letter is something that is the most personal and 
the strongest of all things that can appeal to a person because it's not mechanical it is human emerging out of deep emotions and hence very strong yeah. when people write they put in their emotions and when it reaches a person the emotions get carried over and it has an influence so we thought that all the heart moms like our organization or you could say the support group consists of around 25 to 30 heart moms just them but we thought okay let us try to get more contacts let us get more people to write letters sure. and imagine if thousands of letters flock into the ministry won't they feel like checking what is happening here and if i send a mail it might not have that effect nobody would notice but when letters through post offices and the old traditional way long forgotten ways when they go they are sure to stir up something something within so that is the reason why we thought of writing letters and actually i would like to add that i really need your help i need your volunteers to support because imagine just as i said the whole world is a single family we believe in vasudeva kudumbakam which means that the whole universe the whole world is a single family so imagine if for india all the persons from all over the world write letters to the pm's office saying that okay the heart warriors they need your attention they need your care they need your involvement in their affairs as well they are also there imagine if such letters flock there won't they have to take some action towards it so that is the reason and i really need more volunteers more people and you can support us by joining us on an fb page please do join please. okay facebook <laughs> justice for heart warriors the link will be in the show notes this is something that all of us can do and it doesn't have to be a long letter it really doesn't yeah. it can be something short and I will definitely do that. I love to write anyway and I would be happy to write something and just throw my support behind your prime minister paying attention to children with heart defects, seeing if there are some laws that can be modified so that these children when they become 17 don't get lost to follow-up care. We need to support our young adults. We need for these people to continue to get the care that they need because they're citizens. They're contributors to this country and we we love them yeah we that is them. what and the sad plight there are so many policies in india which covers all the poor people poor people means really poor people who cannot actually meet the basic ends like very poor they they wouldn't be even having a proper house nothing at all but what happens is these people are so uneducated that they're mm. not aware of the plans they don't get access to it oh. the rich people don't need any <laughs> and the middle class who are the major taxpayers in india all the tax money goes into the construction of everything of the roads of the hospitals everything but we cannot apply for medical insurance we are not entitled to any of the free services or oh. subsidized services isn't it painful isn't it yes. injustice Yeah. That's what that's, that's what justice. You know what? We can shed some light on that. If every person would take a few moments and maybe we can even put a sample letter because I know one problem volunteers have sometimes is they don't know where to start. So maybe if we can give them a sample letter and then they can just personalize it themselves. We'll have to have the address that they can send it to and maybe we should shoot for a certain day like congenital heart defect awareness yeah. day, February 14th. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Just imagine them having a flood of letters on February 14th because that's congenital heart defect awareness day. This is amazing Sajini. I feel like we are warriors together. We're mom warriors. They better watch out. We are. We are. Don't want to exactly. get the moms mad because the moms are going to exactly. fight for their kids. Tell me the greatest lesson that you've learned in putting this organization and this whole event together. I mean, you're a pioneer right now, Sajini. You're <laughs> 
a pioneer in India. What's the greatest lesson that you've learned so far? It's been a new experience to me, to to be very honest, because I was always this person who always kept everything to myself. I hardly ever spoke about all my problems or the issues, even to my husband. So to open up to strangers, it was a challenge. But being part of this organization, it helped me evolve into this new person that I am today. Uh, imagine I could meet you. I could meet so many hot moms, so many warriors. Like I got to see that their pain is no less than mine. And that until and unless I stand up for my children or for children who are suffering the way my child suffered, who else is going to do it? Yeah. Nobody is going to do it for me. No. It has to be us. It has mm-hmm. to be us because no one would understand what it is to be a hot mom. That's right. Because there is hardly much of an awareness of this kind of a condition existing. Unless we face it, even empathy doesn't work. Actually, you have to be in pain. You have to know it to really feel it, to react mm-hmm. to it, to respond to it. So from the sad, lonely, depressed me, I have evolved to this individual who believes she can demand justice from the government. I feel like I can stand and shout <laughs> and say that, come on, I'm here. I'm a hot mom. I need to be heard. You can do it. And I'll be standing <laughs> right next to you, at least virtually. I'll be <laughs> next to you virtually. I Actually, governments are planning their trips to Mars. I want them to look into this planet, into this condition of our children. They deserve justice. They need a life of dignity. You don't put your dreams on Mars when your own planet has got so many children who really are deprived of the basic cares. And another thing is I joined this organization as a mom to my son. But today I see myself as a mom to every child who is born with a defective heart. I see see myself more of a mom than I was before. (laughs) I absolutely love that. Yes, you are, Sajani. Yes, you are. And you're an inspiration. Thank you so much, Nia. Thank you so much for coming (laughs) on the program today. I feel like I have learned so much by talking to you. It was really beautiful sharing the whole thing with you. I have been carrying this thing for so long. Thank you so much for giving me a chance. I really love you. God bless you. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. And we have to have you come back after the letter writing campaign. We have to have you come back to tell us what the results have been. Maybe you will have a chance to meet in person with some of the government officials. That would be fabulous if you could do that. So plan on coming back. I know that there's going to be some follow-up to this. And friends, please check the show notes. We'll be putting information on Facebook too, because you know me. There's a Heart to Heart with Anna page. We'll be putting some information out there as well. This is something that all of us need to join hands, hold each other up, because we can yes. do this. And and who, we can. Knows, who knows how many lives we may save by doing this. Together. Exactly. The very purpose of us on earth Maybe this is it. (laughs) It may be. Thank you for listening today, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Please take a moment and leave a review on whatever platform you listen to our show. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.